0: Have you ever noticed that friendships made in childhood tend to have a deeper bond? You might feel like those days are long gone, that it's harder to develop and craft those deep friendships as you mature. But let's take a closer look. Hi, and welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, networking and social confidence coach, and that's what we're talking about today. It is the beginning of July, and we're coming up on a big day here in the USA. Traditionally, friends and family get together for a weekend of community, great food, and fireworks. It is a perfect time to explore why those childhood friendships are so enduring and how you can create friendships at any age that are just as robust and meaningful. We have already heard some of those friendships on this podcast. Micah and I met when we were 14 years old, Morgan and Kristen knew each other in their teens. You see, as children, as kids, as teens, we connect more on energy and essence and intuition. Kids generally don't force friendships that don't work easily. Your earliest friends know you for the true essence of who you are. Often that's what they even see years after growing and changing together, and that is a fabulous gift. Chances are, Over time, those early friendships have been tested and challenged, and you have shown up for each other and had each other's backs through hard times. They become like family, and that connection can be so beautiful and easy and joyful because you each know the essence and the, the true person under the surface. And it can also be a little frustrating because... Like family, it can sometimes be hard for them to recognize and appreciate who you have become and who you are becoming. One thing those early friendships have in common is this. They were crafted when you were nothing but you, honest, unvarnished, unfinished, raw you before the expectations, before the shoulds of the world, before self-doubt, before the weight of the world and responsibility took hold. Can you craft those pure and meaningful friendships at any age? I'm going to say yes. And here's the key. Just be yourself. You've heard it over and over again, but what does that really mean? Be yourself. Right? Over time, the connection to that perfect, unfiltered, unvarnished, uninfluenced you can be blurred by life experience. Um you may have tried to please other people and lost yourself and began to, to show up as someone who was not quite in line with that person at your core. In essence, you lose touch with your essence. The key to creating those meaningful friendships at any point in life is to know yourself first and be comfortable in your own skin. And that's where things really start. It worked when you were a child. It worked when you were a teen, and it can work again. It can work at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. You can still make good friends. How? This might surprise you, but there are three ways that I know of that are surefire ways to really begin to connect with the spirit of you. And there are probably more, but these are ones that I know work, that I've used, and I think that you will find really useful. And the first one's probably going to surprise you because this is a podcast about friendships. But here you go. Be mindfully, purposefully alone. Yep, alone. And in a world of distractions and head-spinning news cycles, how, how better to get in touch with the core essence of you than to spend some time alone? And it's just a little bit of time, 15 minutes or so with no distractions and Nothing going on around you so that you could just reconnect and be quiet in your own space. Sounds easy? Not quite. <laughs> Especially if you're not used to doing it. We have been watching this show called Alone, which is awesome. You should totally check it out. And it's this show where they drop people into the wilderness all by themselves. They have cameras and stuff and they document and the last person standing, the last person who who holds out wins a half a million dollars. So the prize is pretty substantial and basically all they have to do is get food and shelter and stay alive. And some of the people really embrace this opportunity as a reset. They get out there and they get in their own thoughts and they actually enjoy the ability to tune in and they come to grips with past traumas and they develop a deeper self-awareness and they reevaluate dreams and goals and visions and relationships and those people even if they don't win are the ones who walk away with real value and a real appreciation for the experience and and probably the ones who would actually go back and do it again but some some bail way too early even though they're well positioned even though they have food even though they're healthy enough to go the distance they just can't sit with their own thoughts period it's not the bears or the wolves or the mountain lions that scare these guys home and girls it's it's their own thoughts. And you know what? No surprise there. There was a 2014 study that showed that the majority of people would prefer to administer an electric shock to themselves rather than spend 15 minutes alone with their own thoughts. You let that sink in. These people are shocking themselves to avoid boredom and being alone with themselves. And that's a big deal. But if you can do it, if you can actually do those 15 minutes, the rewards are huge. People who spend alone time, or air quotes, me time, are generally more well-rested. They report having better control over the ups and downs of their emotions. And you may have heard from people who meditate regularly, they have just remarkable control over their emotional ups and downs. And surprisingly, at least to me, they developed an increased empathy for other people. So spending that time alone, reconnecting with yourself, not only leaves you rested and with a better emotional control, but it helps you to connect with people on a better, more empathetic level. And the second one is indulge in a hobby that is output-based. In other words, don't put more information in. So I'm not talking about reading or watching a movie. I'm talking about drawing or painting or gardening or jewelry making or kayaking or cooking Spend time doing something that you love, that is active and creative and generative. Not only strengthens your connection to self, but it strengthens your brain. It, When you are in a flow state absorbed in something you really enjoy doing, it actually lets your brain take a beat and do some processing. It, it's like, you're occupied now. We're going to do some processing back here. It also will help you come up with some solutions, creative solutions and resources for issues that have maybe been troubling you. So I highly recommend, highly recommend a hobby, period. Love them. They're great. And the third one is one of my favorites because just anybody can do it. You can do this. Write to yourself. It's journaling. It's one of the best ways to simultaneously clear stress, work through issues, discover resources, and connect with yourself in the moment. And I tell you, I have found some of my best aha moments. And I've, I've connected dots I would have never connected any other way. And I've worked through and found solutions for issues that had been bothering me just by journaling. It's magical stuff. And a lot of times I'll hear from people, well, I don't know how to get started. I don't know what to write. Like I sit down and I don't know what to write. Here is my recipe for any writer's block. Full stop. When you sit down to write anything, start exactly where you are it's 3.30 on Saturday. I'm sitting at the dining room table. I have a cup of coffee here. The chair I'm sitting on is kind of cold. Earlier, I had a biscuit and another cup of coffee and just describe everything that's going on in the moment and then expand from that. You know, yesterday I talked to my brother and we talked about this, that, and the other. And w- once you've spun through the logistics of of just how, then you'll start to have some flow coming in and then it'll take off i promise the other block to journaling that i've heard is i can't i don't feel safe doing it what if somebody reads it um and that may be an issue for you my personal way of combating that not that anybody's going to read mine um is i write mine longhand and if you can read my handwriting go for it i don't care um because sometimes i can't even read it it's the it's when your brain gets ahead of your hand it just turns into a slur, um, not a, a slurry, not a slur. <laughs> um, and the other way is to lock the document. You know, if you're if you're working on a computer, um, it's just very easy to lock a Word document. You can even save things on a Dropbox or a Jump Drive that that you secure somewhere else. So there are ways around that, but I highly recommend it. And I know this is a short little podcast today, but I figured I wanted to jump in here and kind of talk about some of the things we've been covering in the podcast so that you have a little how-to and some things you can take away this weekend and try out and learn. And before you go gather, if you are gathering with others, take a minute, take 15 minutes and have some alone time or um, do a little bit of journaling or maybe spend a little bit of time doing something you really enjoy doing, a hobby. And then see how that affects the way you connect with other people and see how it affects your um, own sense of self and and a feeling of connection to who you really are. Because every time you do these things, you've, you forge a deeper, um, more meaningful bond with yourself, which is so key. So it is all about connection, not just with other people. That connection starts with you. And if you If any of this resonated with you and you yearn to have deeper and more meaningful friendships and more supportive professional networks, connect with me at NancyTiltonHand.com. And you might want to have some more guidance connecting with yourself and clearing out the the different things that have come up that have, have obscured maybe who you really are, that core, that light inside. I would love to help you with that and support you in learning how to network like a natural and make friends like the connector you are. And with that, I will bid you a fantastic weekend and I'll see you in the next podcast.